This is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? Mother is indeed a sweet word, and the station is indeed a holy one. For in her hands lives are placed to be molded almost at her will. The memories of my mother are precious to me. Although she had barely a sixth grade education, her wisdom rivaled any Supreme Court justice. She placed her stamp of goodness on my life, and all that I am for time and eternity I owe to her. Others have echoed my testimony of appreciation for my mother through the ages. Mothers are special. You cannot walk in a midnight haunt where she cannot see you. You cannot enter a prison whose bars will keep her out. You cannot mount a scaffold too high for her to reach. When the world shall despise and forsake you, when it leaves you by the wayside, the dear old mother will gather you up in her feeble arms and carry you home. Motherhood is by far the most influential position in all the world. It has been well said, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Susanna Wesley helped shape the spiritual history of two continents in rearing John and Charles Wesley. The Apostle Paul gave credit to Timothy's mother and grandmother in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1. Elisha was cared for in Shunem by a great woman of perception and hospitality. A generous woman of beautiful countenance named Abigail aided David. Eli met a burdened woman named Hannah, who became the mother of Samuel. A Gentile named Ruth from Moab received Naomi's God and became a link in the genealogy of the Messiah. Esther, a Jewish maid, became a queen and saved her people. Sarah called Abraham Lord and gave birth to the patriarch Isaac, in her very old age. While Jesus taught, Martha served, and Mary sat at his feet, choosing the best part. Jochebed hid her son in a wicker basket in Egypt's bulrushes and raised Israel's deliverer. Solomon gave a complete chapter to a great woman in the book of Proverbs chapter 31. No doubt thinking of his own mother. The first Gentile convert of Philippi was Lydia, the seller of purple. Elizabeth craved a son, and God gave her John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ. Christ spoke seven times from the cross, once assigning care for his mother to the apostle John. Simon Peter listed the attributes of a great woman in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3. He stated whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting of the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. The Apostle Paul also visits this topic in the book of 1 Timothy 2. Both authors stress that women are to be adorned with modesty as the standard. The word shamefacedness is to be red-faced. In our culture, we would speak of the blush in the cheek, indicating bashfulness. A sign of the coarseness of society is that women have lost their blush. Being sober or serious about a woman's role as wife and mother brings real reward and fulfillment. Contentment and patience in accepting God's assigned authority and leadership produces godliness. 
God rewards women by their awesome contribution in joining with God in the production and training of the next generation. Elsie Duncan's poem in Sunshine Magazine entitled her occupation lauded the daily life of a mother. One day the census taker called and wrote down in a book. And so as I was hanging around, I thought I'd take a look. He had our names and ages all and put down dad's vocation. And after mother's name, he wrote, she had no occupation. Why, mother's up before it's light. And through the work she races, she starts the breakfast, straightens things, and washes all the faces. She packs our lunches, finds our books. Of course, it keeps her busy. She washes iron, sweeps, and dusts. You'd think she would be dizzy. She bakes a cake and maybe pies. She finds some time for sewing. There's mending, making over too, because we all are growing. Then dinner comes and dishes next, first one thing, then another. And when our homework bothers us, we say, please help us, Mother. So she keeps going all the time, and though she's often weary, she never gets real out of sorts. She's always gay and cheery. She keeps so busy every day and sure needs some vacation. And yet the census man wrote down, she had no occupation. D.L. Moody said, my mother prayed me through. Charles Spurgeon said, I cannot tell how much I owe to the prayers of my good mother. Evangelist Billy Sunday said, if you wish to hurt the devil, don't hit him with a crutch, hit him with the cradle. Daniel Webster remarked, if there be aught of eloquence on my lips, it is because of scripture learned at my mother's knee. President Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Andrew Jackson stated the memory of my mother and her teachings were the only capital I had to start life with, and on that capital I have made my way. I remember some things at the cemetery where my mother was buried, though it's been a number of years ago. I remember the grave and the fake grass that covered the dirt clods in that old country cemetery. I remember it was cold and there was a light snow falling. I stood beside my sister. I remember seeing the marker beside Mama's grave where Daddy was placed two years before. We said goodbye to Mother. Ah, oh, but I'll see my mother again. I said, I'll see you again. In just a little while, I'll see you again. And thank you for being a godly, loving mother to me. She was valuable as all mothers are. The world has need today of gentle hearts, loves that warms and true kindness and comfort and helping hands, mothers just like you. You've made the world a better place with your thoughtfulness and love. So may your day be blessed with all that you're deserving of. And so I want to wish today a very happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. This is Jack Scallions. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity today to share a few minutes from my heart to yours.